0: All right, friends, before we start the show, I wanted to let you know that I have a new class available. It's called Press Start on Your Brand Messaging. This class is designed, it's Zelda theme, and it is designed to help you develop your message through a messaging algorithm that I give you through the course of your journey. We have to pick a character. We have to pick a path. We pick your what victory looks like. And then we start talking about some very serious stuff in terms of the, you know, navigating through the wilderness of entrepreneurship or freelancing. And then we come across the big boss battle of dealing with the drama triangle and challenging and going through to the empowerment dynamic then we develop your message and you can use that message at networking events and be able to give your one sentence elevator pitch and and say like i help x do y and the people are like oh my god that's great that's fantastic how do i learn how to do more of that so uh go to bit.ly slash start message to press start on your brand messaging right now go do it please i love you okay Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like throwing a chair out a window. Manly. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about what it means to be a grown-ass man, especially in this modern day and age, uh, at the end of the teens of the 2000s. There are some challenges culturally with expressing yourself as a man, and um, it's about not only just sharing a little bit of that perspective, but... Uh, finding what the core values are of being a, a good, good grown-ass man uh, to the people in your life. So let's hit the button and do the thing on dopamine. Let's go. Drums, please. Ah! Now here it is. <laughs> Hello, friends. It's seen out here. How's it going? You doing okay? I hope life's good. I hope everything is doing okay. I'm going to actually change the mode on the microphone here. Maybe speak a little closer. Oh no, that's too low. Hold on. We're doing this live because, I don't know, this is the life that we live. Actually, okay, that's better. All I needed to do was just change the, the gain on the microphone. We were doing a coaching call. That's why the microphone was crazy. <laughs> the microphone was hot. Everything was hot. It was too hot. Too hot in here. It's not hot anymore. It's starting to get cold out here in Rochester, New York. It kind of goes from from summer to winter real fast. (laughs) Uh, We're pretty far north, so that's just sort of what happens. Uh, Today, I want to talk about... I didn't really have a transition. I don't know. I'm just bantering. Uh, (laughs) Today, I want to talk about what does it mean to be a grown-ass man, and, um, you know, being a man being masculine, being, um, honorable, protective, uh, all of those things that come with being a man, um, are, there's some core values there that I think a lot of men would understand and can agree upon. And there are some really great resources that are trying to help men be better men in the way that they know how to be men. Uh, but some of the challenges exist today, uh, where a lot of masculinity is under fire because there have been a lot of poor representations of masculinity uh, being put out there in the world. And it can be uh, this massive challenge to just be any type of man uh, sometimes when you're kind of having discussions with someone who is kind of at the extreme end of feeling like they need to, you know, tear down any sense of masculinity. And really what this episode is for or who this episode is for is for, um, really for men and women, um, anyone out there who is trying to understand what value men bring to the table. And, because men are inherently valuable, we exist, we're here, like we provide something to the ecosystem of existence to humanity. And it's really easy to come up with a bunch of excuses and reasons why men don't need to exist. Like, you know, we could totally make babies without men. (laughs) We can, um, you know, we can uh, totally build businesses and do things without men. And that's very true. Women can do a ton of great things um, without men involved. But it doesn't mean that You shouldn't have a world that men don't provide value or exist and uh, provide different perspectives or provide different sources of strength, different senses of um, integrity. And these are aspects where these are these are things that it's not an either or situation. And I think that's what I'm really trying to get to is speak to this idea that it's not about You know, we need to have a world of women leading and a world of a world of men leading things. But it's about this sort of uh, integration a little bit more. And I think we're not talking enough about how men bring value to the world. Good men bring value to the world, Um, whether it's in like a large big picture sort of frame or in the smaller sense with family and being fathers and being uh, uncles and cousins and things like that and being people that really uh, bring something uh, of uh, value to the, the world. So this is an expression of an article that I wrote on dopamine.life if you want to go check that out. Um, and it, it's about saying that these days that it's a, a challenge to be proud of being a man Like, I I love my masculinity. I love who I am as a person. Um, And it's easy to get caught up in the whirlwind of political and social media, uh, the religious aspect of social media drama, too, um, with either side, you know, men defending themselves and saying, like, not all men or, you know, women being uh, particularly hateful towards men because they feel like now they deserve it, that they're able to be hateful or degrade men as a result of them feeling like they've been degraded over or have been, not saying just feeling, but you know what I mean. And uh, it can be easy to feel like, like being a man is an inferior trait these days. And I, I guess more specifically, I'm talking to a lot of men who are on more of the progressive side of things, who feel like they need to be less of a man to be more of a man, right? So it it could feel like being a man today means being less to make room for others, that all right, you know, my time is up, I'm canceled because I'm a cis white guy, right? (laughs) Or something like that. You know, I, I would, I would beg the opposite of men that it's more of a time than ever for you to be a powerful version of yourself. And what I mean by that, by it's about instilling positive moral values in yourself and honoring and working with partners and people and not just making yourself lower, right? It's the same thing as, like, the white privilege discussion. It's, like, it's not about telling white people that they shouldn't be uh, uh, utilizing their privilege to help people or to make their lives better or anything like that. It's, like, you know, for, for a white person to just, like, drop everything and put themselves into a situation that someone else is already dealing with is not really helping anything. And it's the same thing with men. If you feel like you're lowering yourself to what you feel someone else is, then not only is it insulting to say that you're acknowledging not only acknowledging, but feeling like, um, you have to interpret what their situation is and, um, lower yourself quote unquote to that. But, uh, it's insulting to yourself, And to the ability that you have to make positive change, to be wonderful and protective and have a sense of strength and perseverance, honor, reliability, bring creativity to the table and growth. These are all amazing traits that men can bring to the table. So what does it mean to be a grown ass man? Um, So we're going to talk about a few simple concepts. Um, And the three concepts we're going to talk about here are. Basically, what I feel makes a man, there's probably more to this, but I feel like these are three things we can talk about. Honor, creation and strength and growth. I think those four things are really important to think about as a, as a masculine person um, honor. So we're going to talk about with honor first. Honor means to be the best version of yourself that you can be to honor yourself and other other people, honor other people, because honoring yourself means you're going to be your best, to be proud of who you are as a man, to work towards building a legacy for yourself and to forge your own path. To have honor is to have a high sense of self-esteem and uh, plant your feet firmly as someone who is reliable to those you care about. And to be the creator of your confidence from the inside out, to commit To what you set out to do and hold your head up high in the face of difficult challenges, you know, and really honoring who you are as a person, but doing that in service of other people, not necessarily for other people, but they're get a byproduct of you becoming a better man and honoring yourself as a person being confident, being lovely, being wonderful, being strong, allows for the opportunity for you to, you know, lift other people up you know, whether that's literally or metaphorically, right? So honoring yourself, doing the best that you can to be the best version of yourself that you can. And that doesn't mean that, you know, better than you are. It's part of the four agreements as well, right? Is thinking about being the best version of yourself doesn't mean owning yourself to a higher standard than you currently are. I think having a higher standard means you can push yourself. Of course, that's part of it too. But that means also not feeling bad for not being a better quote unquote man, right? It's about assessing where you are now, assessing where you want to be, and then honoring the difference and being able to commit yourself to set out to do what you want to do and hold your head up high in the face of those difficult challenges. Number two is creation. And I consider being a creator to be the opposite of victimhood. I think creativity is giving back to reality. And I think men are very much capable of that. Um, you know, self-created victimhood is not something that fits into the masculine scheme at all, right? That's, that's, I don't see that as uh, a a manly trait. I see that as uh, being meek or being weak or being sort of lower in your victim blaming or blaming yourself or blaming other people and pointing fingers, right? It's, it's the being... (laughs) You know, the assumption of that, that life always happens to you as opposed to you having a sense of influence or control over your life. That's what being a creator is. To be a creator is to trust those around you to be teachers in your life, to consider feedback from others and but to not be beholden to that feedback. Like you're accepting it. You're seeing them as as coaches and challenges in your life. Everyone is a teacher. But at the end of the day, you are the creator of your future, your desires and your destiny. I think men provide a very important piece to the psych of life. And while we should honor the women in our lives for the amazing work that they do in creating life, we can't diminish our role as a creator of life. Like you can't have children without the seed of life. And while there's a lot of jokes about men just doing the grunting for 10 minutes and then it's all over, uh, 10 minutes if you're lucky, um... You know, there's a lot of easy jokes that you can make about that. But I think anyone with a sense of integrity, any man with a sense of honor and any man that is uh, able to contribute, sometimes there are circumstances that don't allow it, including my own, um, that you are still going to be a part of that. You are going to be providing sometimes financial assistance. Sometimes you are providing, you know, the air cover and uh, the ability for, your wife to rest in ways that she needs to do a little bit more now that she's pregnant. And, um, all of those things that, that you are an assistant to creativity. You are not just a bystander. You are not just a a one squeeze and it's over. <laughs> you know, I think that is part of the contribution of being a creator is not just being an accidental creator, but you are a part of it. And it speaks for men who are nurturing other, other you know, their partner's children as well, or someone that they did not literally create, right? That they are a part of instilling values and being a positively developmentally um, positive person in someone's life. And that I I think generally of creativity is giving back to reality by combining your experiences into experiences, into new forward-facing ideas. And I think that is really important for us to continue to think about beyond the idea of just like physically doing that in terms of sexually and reproductively, but there are many ways to be a creator and none of that involves just letting life happen to you. And I think that is why being a creator is important part of some of the core values of being a man is that, you are giving back to reality, you are contributing, you are not just someone that is waiting for a girlfriend to land in your lap, literally, (laughs) or you're not just waiting for happiness to come to you. You are not expecting external things to make you happy, you're working towards building happiness for yourself and giving back to reality and giving back to people as a result of that. Right. You are not just the butt of an eighties joke of a sitcom dad who comes downstairs and they're like, what a douchebag, right? Like you are, you are important. You are more important than that. And I know society doesn't allow for men to feel a sense of importance in that way, but I think it's really important to, um, to continue to feel that way and, and work towards, um, you know, building that within yourself, regardless of what's going on in society and all the rhetoric and words that people are trying to use to to figure out how to navigate today's social climate. Um, so there's two more. I'm gonna take a quick break and we'll this episode is brought to you by Shady Brook Farms. If you're looking for ways to make mealtime healthier in the new year, make your favorite recipes with turkey from Shady Brook Farms. Take the pressure off. Keep it simple and tasty without sacrificing flavor for nutrition. Whether you want a delicious sandwich or a post-workout protein, Shady Brook Farms turkey can do it all. Visit shadybrookfarms.com for recipe inspiration and to find retailers near you. Shady Brook Farms. Eat what you love. cover the rest. All right, welcome back. I uh it's it's a little bit hard to record this episode, and I'm a little frustrated at that. Um but I'm frustrated because I think we're all in this place of inelegance of trying to figure out how to speak to each other's strengths and to lift people up while not tearing other people down. And it feels like there's just a lot of duality in the world in that sense that it's really hard to really honestly give perspective and respect perspective without taking it personally, without taking offense to it, all of that stuff, right? It's really easy to just kind of Dictate what it is someone can or cannot say, and not hear them out. And I think that's you know that's been a problem throughout all of human history. Um, but it doesn't help to ask that of other people if we you know if we're not able to lift ourselves up and do that for ourselves. So it, it it is it is a challenge to record this episode talking about masculinity and manhood. Um, and I just want to reiterate that I'm doing it with love, with love for everyone. Um, and that I feel like this episode is for men. That's all. That's all it is. There are podcasts for men. There are, um, plenty of resources for all sorts of different types of people. And, uh, you know, I'm a man, so this is part of my story (laughs) is being a man. And I want to share some of this with, um, with the world of how to be a better man. And I think one of the ways that really helped me start to become a better man is through, um I, I was with uh, my ex-wife and we were getting set to be married and I, I had the aspiration. I just wanted to be a better man. I wanted to be a better man for her and our future kids and all of that stuff. And I think I succeeded in a lot of ways in terms of my growth. I became a better person. I think even though our relationship completed, I think, um, you know, I, I learned a lot and I was able to grow through a lot of that. And. The journey never stops. We continue growing. We continue to try to be a better person. And it's not just about being a better person. It's about being a better man. And being a better man means serving the people around you in the best way that you can, usually. Uh, so that comes in the in the form of honor and that comes in the form of, of creativity and uh, being expressive and being, you know, lovely and welcoming and uh, caring and thoughtful. Right. And th- these are those are things that are embedded in some of these other Um, aspects, but it's part of what I'm doing and what I feel like the art of manliness is doing. And a lot of male focused YouTubers and stylists and things like that are really trying to help men not only dig themselves out of the rut of stigmas and stereotypes, which I'm, I'm quickly learning is what I'm tackling a lot is stigmas over and over again. So that's some interesting revelations lately. (laughs) But, um, but also, um, that, people themselves need to pull themselves away from those stigmas and not necessarily just like assimilate to them, but also as a society that it can be really frustrating and a struggle to feel like you have some guidance somewhere. Again, when there's like so many sitcoms of dads that are just like the goofy dad that is completely out of touch or, um, the over commanding dad that is also completely out of touch. Right. And there is like so many caricatures of like men being useless. And the only thing men have to offer is being a jerk, (laughs) right? And, um, you know, or being douchey or trying to be creepy or anything like that. Right. So I, I find that there are a lot of nuances worth exploring here. That's something I've been thinking about a lot lately too. And this is all a tangent leading to like finishing what we're talking about, but I'm trying to figure out some more of the nuances too, of like what do women actually find creepy in men, right? Uh, like, what is what is the definitive line there? Because it, as those conversations sort of expand it can become really easy for those definitions to get muddled. It's the same thing with like talking about white supremacy or nationalism or whatever, right? It's really easy for someone who is just expressing themselves as a white person to be conflated with being a white supremacist because they're just simply defending who they are as a person and saying like, I don't appreciate that someone's calling me this. And they're like, ah, you're a white supremacist or you're a racist or whatever, right? In either direction. It doesn't, it's not exclusive to, um, those are just examples, right? Um, so at the end of the day, I think it's about hearing out perspectives, but also doing your best that you can to be a, um, a better person. So, um, anyway, stigmas, that's what I'm trying to help, <laughs> uh, help avoid that. You don't fall victim to one or that, um, you don't let, you know, culture sort of trying to dictate who you should be and make you meek and less of a person. So I want to touch on the last two sort of pieces of the the four kind of components of what it means to be a man. We already talked about the first two, which is honor and creation. And the number two is strength or number three, sorry, is strength. Strength is synonymous with masculinity. Typically, uh, it's the willingness and ability to move forward. Typically it's a little bit of courage in there too. Um, but that could be the physical movement of objects, persistence in finishing a creative endeavor or a sexual expression. Strength can often be a sexual expression for men that, you know, expression of strength, physically looking strong or, um, displaying your strength or just having strength in character is, is, a, is something that is used to attract a mate usually. And those are male physio- physical sexual expressions. And again, it can be kind of tricky because like f- sexual expression is typically f- for men is like exclusively for the David Beckhams of the world, right? I think there is a lot of expression opening up around so many different body types and different, um, identities. And I think it's all amazing, but I would not want to leave men behind, especially like there's a lot of jokes about like dad bods and stuff like that. And it's like, men are still trying their best. (laughs) And, um, you know, there are plenty of men who are trying their best. Um, some who are not, this is not an excuse (laughs) for the men who are not, but, um, you know, as the ideas of body positivity, spread and expand, there are definitely situations where men have a body type that does not end up in a sort of lean expression of themselves, right? Like you can be physically strong, but be kind of like lumpy, I guess, for lack of a better word. And that can be really frustrating because, you know, you can see that sort of body type and it's easy to dismiss that and not take them seriously, right? Right. So while strength is not unique to men, it's definitely a natural driving force for men, uh, to be stronger, bigger, faster, better in every way in service of our sexual expression for attracting a mate and feeling confident in ourselves and establishing trust that you're with us and that you're emotionally and physically safe with us, right? Like it's about, um, you know, a lot of women, seeking or seeking taller, bigger, stronger men in service of making them feel physically safe. That's still very much the case. Uh, it doesn't have to be the case. Like my, my girlfriend's nearly six feet, six foot tall. I'm five, four. Um, she's definitely a capable woman, but there are certain types of aggression that I feel like I'm a little bit more suited to than she is. And I certainly have a natural, Expression of protectiveness in different ways than she does. You know, she's got that mama bear energy for her kids, definitely for sure. And, you know, I have, I'm looking out for her and I will, I will jump in front of a bullet for her. I will tackle a dude. (laughs) Like, I don't care. I don't care how short I am. I will handle it. Right. So those expressions of strength and then physically, even like when in sexual expressions and when you're in bed, like, you know, sometimes there's the sort of aggressive physical sense is very attractive to Certain people. So it really depends on what works. But I think generally building strength as a man is a nurturing of the male emotional, sexual experience and identity. So I think that's why it's so important to not only take care of your body, but to strengthen yourself, uh, you know, lift weights. And not only that, but like learning techniques and it's ways to connect with other men and it's ways to learn micro uh, masteries and just become a little bit more disciplined as well. Strength brings a lot of those things to the table that I think is incredibly important. So strength is probably my personal favorite of these I think strength helps to lead to the other ones because if you have strength and you have a good perspective you're kind of experiencing the endorphin rush quite a bit I think you're more likely to be at peace with yourself I think there's like roid rage and all sorts of like you know douches out there that are using strength uh to mask insecurity which doesn't help but uh that's why all of these are important it's not just strength but having honor and having a sense of creativity. And the last one, which is a sense of growth. So, for growth, there are many opportunities in a man's life to feel a sense of stoppage or hopelessness. And uh, not being able to attract a partner could be one of those things a lack of emotional nurturing uh, from the people in your lives, uh, or having a sense of uh, place or status, uh, not feeling or being strong enough. And or being brought down by the insecurities of other men around you. I think they're already, uh, you know, status is something that is often looked at as like, a, oh, you shouldn't seek status. But hierarchy is natural to the human order. So that's why a lot of young men end up in gangs, because they end up seeking some sort of structure, whether they realize it or not, <laughs> you know, so. There's I did an episode uh, many moons ago about the Graves model and spiral dynamics and a lot of young men who are entering Graves three who are kind of leaving their family unit or their tribe of whatever you would like to call that, um, that they start to enter the world by expressing their individuality. But usually that expressing expression of individuality is in search of some system. They're searching for, you know, they're trying to find what school they want to go to. They want to find what kind of jobs they want to go to. They want to figure out how they are going to fit into society. It is it is transitioning from the family unit safety of that and going out into the world at large to not only just have an identity, but to slot your identity into something. So slotting your identity into something Sometimes can come in the form of entering a gang or entering uh, something that's not going to be help, help, healthy or helpful, because there's a sense of status. And sometimes because of the ways that we've been kind of taught growing up that there's an opportunity to move up the ranks in some sort of way, <laughs> that going into a gang has a hierarchical system into it as well. So there's a sense of status, there's a sense of place. And that can really be not so great for men. But at the same time, it's what sort of can drive men to connect with each other. So I think that's a tricky thing is the discussion of status, because men seek status. And again, status is another attractor in line with sexual attraction, you know, with honor, creativity and strength. And without growth, without the nurturing of the emotional aspects of the, of men of human growth, that's when you can end up going into gang situations or going into situations where you need an inflated sense of status or, or some sort of faux status or some sort of situation to make yourself look better or feel better as opposed to actually improving your sense of security. Right. So again, I'm going to go through kind of this list is not being able to attract a partner. Maybe you're feeling physically not great. Maybe you don't have the tools to like know how to attract someone, or, um, you don't feel like you've had enough experience with women to feel like that's ever going to happen for you or whoever you're attracted to um lack of emotional nurturing could mean that you just maybe you didn't have a mother figure in your life or your father was not an emotional person or that that's maybe not part of your personality too is that maybe you're more thinker driven and you didn't have any emotional nurturing so you know everything's about results or any or something like that right and not feeling uh or being strong enough uh could you know seek it could, could provide the, the, uh, incentive to seek out a system that's going to be external and not helpful and then not, um, uh, uh, you know, make you feel safe, which could be, you know, a gang, my boys have my back, that kind of thing. Right. We're being brought down by the insecurities of other men around you and therefore not feeling good enough about yourself. And a lot of this is emotional. There's a myriad of challenges out there to face on a day to day basis. And the only solution is to keep growing as a person, to keep nurturing yourself, especially emotionally as a man. Like, there's not enough love around emotional growth for men. And one of the challenges is that um, men make up a large portion of the thinkers in the world, right? There are thinker women and there are feeler men. But, um, excuse me, there are lots of thinker men who just, you know, the natural tendency is not to be emotionally focused and it's easy to undervalue the emotional experience in our lives. But I've seen time and time again, not only through myself, but through plenty of other men in, in life that if you are not honoring the emotions in your life, honoring the people in your life who have emotional experiences and particularly just being aware that you have complicated emotional experiences that need love and nurturing, that, you know, it's going to catch up to you, that you're going to go through an emotional crash, your, your brain is going to force it to happen, you know, you can get into override mode as much as you want and force your thinking and logic in every situation. But at some point, if you're not addressing what needs to be addressed, if your body and your brain doesn't rid yourself of the poison of the things that you're being naturally affected by, by the external things that you need to grow from and challenge and reframe around, then it's going to catch up to you. It's going to mess up your focus. It's going to give you uh, plenty of opportunity to stumble. And I think facing our emotions, the only way out is through. And that's what growth is all about. Especially if you identify yourself as a thinker, that Being thoughtful about your emotional experiences are is incredibly important for growth as a man. So life is going to keep throwing you challenges and as opportunities to level up uh, as as opportunities to level up your character. So you're going to have all sorts of different areas in your life. And I mentioned earlier that there are going to be challenges. There are going to be people in your life that are going to be teaching you, but everyone is a teacher in some sort of way, right? It's really easy as a way to maybe prove your strength to be angry or to try to start fights or to try to try to do something that's going to be an expression of your insecurity without actually say I'm insecure, right? It's, And sometimes that's a challenge, too, in relationships. Sometimes, um, you know, especially especially young women, no offense to young women, I'm sorry, but sometimes that happens where a young woman is not, uh, doesn't have her own sense of nurturing for other people sometimes and can be really heartless towards a male's emotional experience or the attempt at male expression of emotions. And it's not that you have to do the emotional labor for the man in your life. I don't think that that's codependent. That's not helpful, but to be patient with a perspective I think is valuable and sometimes can leave men feeling like we're broken and just makes us feel angrier that, um, that there aren't, you know, the, the, the women in our lives that we love and we're showing uh, affection for are sometimes not giving us that space to work through our emotional experience, that their emotions are the only thing that matters. And that, you know, we, we can't honestly share what we want to share. You know, sometimes there's, I've had this conflict in the past where there's a desire for, for my partner to have me express myself emotionally more often. But once I start to do that, there's the equivalent of like, stop being a baby. You're a grown man. Right? So like you can't hold the two things in the same hand. (laughs) You can't ask a man to be more emotional and then make fun of him for being a baby. Right? Like that's just not, that's not fair to do that. I think it depends on the context, but I don't think it's fair to ask a man to, uh, to not express to express himself and then not allow him to express himself. Right. To be honest and I think it worked. I, again, it's about growth for everybody. It's about growth because men have to do that for women as well, right? It's going to be harder on the other way or the other way around where there are men who need to hold space for their partners, who need to listen entirely to what their partner's thought process is, whether that's male or female, regardless of what, who your partner is. But making space for your partner and listening to them and understanding and valuing emotional experiences as part of the data-driven experience that you already have in your mind, right? And if you're an emotional man, I know that's a, that's a challenge too, right? That's a challenge of like, you're already naturally emotional, you're connective, or you have a lot of emotional experiences. And, you know, there's the, the cure song, like boys don't cry. And there's always those, those Uh, I I hate to use the word toxic, but it's it's an expression of that where there's just been this perpetuation of men not being able to express themselves emotionally. And then it comes out in fury. It comes out in anger, because, like I said, if you're not addressing your emotional state, if you're not stating that you're feeling insecure or feeling uh, troubled by something, you're it's going to come out. It's going to leak out in all sorts of ways like your your brain is an input and output system. You know, you get something in your brain that causes an emotional experience. You have to get it out somehow, like you have to work through it and you have to express yourself and expressing yourself is like the equivalent of pooping. (laughs) It's like if you leave it all bottled up, you're going to get constipated and you're going to get all gassy and gross and it's not going to feel good and you got to let it out. Right. So I know a lot of men are naturally pretty gross with the, with the expressions of farting and, and, uh, I don't don't know. I don't do any of that stuff. Really. I, I fart by myself. I don't know why it doesn't. I just, I don't know. I've never been one of those dudes that were just like gross. Uh, I, I, this wasn't my thing, but I know a lot of dudes, you know, understand that metaphor that it's really easy to be like, Hey, I gotta let this out. I can't just keep it in. And then everyone has to suffer, (laughs) but it should be the same with your emotional experience and an honest expression of emotional experience, right? In a way that's like, you're not trying to point fingers at people. You're not trying to hurt people. You're not trying to place blame externally, but you're trying to say, I feel right. A lot of the arguments that couples have that people have is this you language. Like you said this, you did this, you are this, your parents, this, you, this, the kids did this, you, this. No, it's like, I feel this. I feel like because this was said that you don't value me as a person. I, I feel that because this is happening that you're not, honoring who I am. Or I feel that because you're spending more time with this person that I'm feeling insecure about that. And it's not that I don't trust you, but I just need a sense of reassurance that everything is okay. Right. Something like that. Right. That's, I think it's like men can say that you can say that as a man you're allowed to. And I think if you have a partner that is not allowing for the nurturing of that, then you need to take serious stock in your relationship. Uh, just going to be real there. So like I said, life is going to keep throwing you challenges as opportunities to level up with the different areas of your character and how to deal with conflict, improving your emotional literacy, connecting with your partner and being able to provide a sense of love and security for your community. These are not automatic feelings that come with being a man. They take time, they take effort, they take patience, right? Like there are like there's there's a lot of cultural difficulties when it comes to the expressions of men but at the same time there are definitely women who have a hard time with difficult expressions of themselves as well uh, like i said there are thinker women there are there are feeler men and there are challenges in those expressions because we have to kind of navigate through culture but like i've talked about this is about navigating and separating yourself from the stigma and allowing yourself the uh permission to be the identity of who you are as a person, right and I, I think men, regardless of your gender orientation in terms of like your your sexual preference or anything like that, I think there are plenty of men who still identify with the values of being masculine of being a man right so man and manlihood manhood manlyhood, manliness is not about rah, rah, I'm a man, I'm going to steamroll everybody. It's about love. It's about nurturing. It's about respect. It's about being a lovely person. It's about being a sexual person. It's about not being creepy, being respectful and being a person who's always kind of growing and expressing your insecurity and expressing your emotions and being honest and not blaming people for things and seeing that everyone in your life is a teacher and that not everyone's trying to ruin you or tear you down, that there are opportunities for connection in every situation that the any of these four values that i talked about honor creation strength and growth allow for the opportunity to be connective with other men and to allow you to connect with a partner in larger uh ways in terms of your uh creative and sexual evolution in terms of your your you know reproducing and stuff like that too finding a partner etc so i kind of stumbling all over the place <laughs> but I'm trying to wing it as I talk about this too. But um, I don't know. I think, you know, many people feel like they're, many men feel as though there are a slew of people waiting at their doorstep with pitchforks ready to tear them down. There are just a multitude of reasons why that doesn't matter. And it shouldn't affect you. There's no excuse to undervalue yourself. Other genders, beliefs, and attitudes are not your enemy. And especially other men who deserve your support as much as you do from them. So these are, they're just, they are no villains in your path. There are only teachers to improve your opportunities for growth. And there's plenty of opportunity for everyone. So make space. It's okay. Yeah, It was like a man spreading joke, but, <laughs> but it's cool. Um, so that's it. That's the episode, um, went a little long, but I think this is a really important topic. I will probably reiterate this about last year around the same time. Actually, I did like a manliness week of episodes when I was doing, uh, episodes five days a week. So you can go back to, it was around last September. Yeah. Around this time of year. And I did five episodes about, um, male body image issues, um, things around manliness uh, in particular, because I think while, yes, these topics are not the center of attention right now, and there are definitely plenty of situations and cases where men need to let step back, especially situations with like women's reproductive health. Like what are we doing? That's a, that's, that's a lady thing. Let the lady things happen. Let the lady things be lady things. But at the same time, same damn time, (laughs) men things are also men things. And um, I think we should not let, let other people tell us how to be better men as well. We should find resources from men who are teaching us to be better men, but not to exclude the beautiful people in our lives that, um, have other opinions and perspectives as well. Anyway, I hate feeling like I have to walk on eggshells here, but, uh, I'm just trying to make the point. So while it's very easy for me to just say like, Hey, back off and not get offended and be controversial. I just want you to hear what I'm saying. That's all. It's about perspective. So if you have any thoughts, honestly, if you're confused, if you feel like you misinterpreted something that I said, or you feel like there's some perspective that you would like to glean from this or that there was something you learned, please reach out to me at Let's Go C-Note on all the social channels especially Twitter, that's the place where I hang out the most, leave some love, and you can go to dopamine.life, and there's a a community there, so dopamine.life slash community, and you can connect, there's forums, you can leave questions, and we can talk one-on-one, we can talk back and forth, and I also implore implore you in the description, there is a press start on your brand messaging course that I talked about at the top of the show. There's a free course that is helping you to find your message. If you're someone that is trying to quit a job and move on to finding your creative path, finding something where you're going to create something, whether it's being a freelancer or being an entrepreneur, figuring out what the path is. This course is a Zelda themed course. It's an hour and it's free. It's super easy. And uh, it talks about some core concepts, Of transitioning from the drama triangle into the empowerment dynamic, learning how to set some goals, what that really means, how to properly do that, and how to pick your path as a freelancer or an entrepreneur, because there is a difference. So go ahead and sign up for that bit.ly slash start message to get started on that. Right now, today, after you listen to this podcast, go there and press the button and get started. Go and roll. That would be amazing. Oh, and at the end of that, there is an offer for coaching with me. So I do creative identity coaching. So if the, the hour was not enough for you to figure out the concepts on your own, you can work with me one-on-one. You get a $300 discount on working with me. That's a pretty hefty discount. that's like over 50 percent. So go ahead and do the thing, slash start message. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the show. I really appreciate you. Uh, Go honor and love the men in your life. I think, you know, men don't get enough love. We're kind of, uh, you know, expected to just do what we have to do. Um, But tell them you love them. Give them a hug. Go call your dad. Call your husband. Go buy your husband some flowers. We like flowers we do. (laughs) It's really nice. (laughs) I don't know if you realize that, but men like getting things. We like getting flowers too, or chocolate or something. I don't know. Let's like, if you want to end the stigma, then let's like reverse it a little, take some action. Let's do this. All right. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on dopamine. See ya.